Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Upping your football knowledge. Class is now in session. This season is flying by. Thanks for tuning in to Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. You can catch me on uh, NFL Sirius XM every Thursday, 11 to 3. I will be on CBS Sports Network on Saturday. I was doing stuff for NFL Network last weekend, possibly this weekend. And... Uh, just staying busy, but you got to love football season, college, NFL. It's awesome. So many good games out there and teams are really starting to find their niche. They're starting to know who they are and who they've become. And one team in particular that I can't wait to start out with because of all the drama. Once again, the Browns will be the Browns. And I want to listen in to the press conference. Okay, obviously some uh, difficult decisions were made by the organization today. I think in any business, anytime you make decisions that affect people's lives, uh, particularly those people you work very closely with, um, they're tough. They're certainly no fun. Um, I personally spent a tremendous amount of time with Hugh Jackson over the last two and a half years and obviously know Michelle and their three girls well. And so this was not an easy decision. Um, obviously know Todd a little bit less well because he hasn't been here as long. Um, but Todd obviously moved his family here, uh, wife, children, etc. So that was not an easy decision either. Uh, having said that, uh, I think we have to do what we think puts the organization and most particularly our players in the best position to win. And accordingly, we made those decisions. I think, you know, we have made Greg Williams the interim head coach and Freddie Kitchens, the offensive coordinator, and he'll obviously call the plays. John? Well, I think you've summed it up uh, well, Jimmy, but with that, y'all, we'll take y'all's questions. Three weeks ago, you guys and John, both of you, you're 2-2-1 two, two and one a couple weeks ago. This seemed to unravel quickly. Can you give us a little background on, on maybe what happened here over the last week or two? John? Well, as, uh, <coughs> as I look forward here, you know, uh, as, I, as I look here now, um, there were certain things that happened. I mean, from an offensive production standpoint, there was you know, minimization of offensive production. You know, there were some plays that could have been made that were not made. And I mean, that's a player thing here. But I think right now, in the best situation is what we're attempting to do here now is create the best environment moving forward, not only for the players, uh, but for the you know the coaching staff as well. And that's what our sole focus is on right now is the second half. 2018 season moving forward and that's that's what we're focuses on well there you have it that's what their focus is on <laughs> you know it just seems so orchestrated uh, this press conference i watched haslam and dorsey um dorsey continued to look down at his notes he seemed just very nervous i mean of course you you will be when your boss is sitting next to you and you're just firing guys left and right. Now, look, with that kind of record Hugh, Hugh Jackson has and had, you know, by all means, I mean, I think it, it was time to move on. I think more importantly, what I gather from this press conference was, uh, you know, the drama, you know, because you're going to have plays here and there that people don't make plays or catch the football or you're going to have – drives that stall and you don't put points on the board or even halves of games, even games itself. Um, but if you know you have the right people in the building, 
you don't make changes. And, and for this, it just shows that the Browns did not want to put up with any type of clashing going on within the organization. I think in the NFL, it's it's hard enough to win week in and week out that if you're not all pulling in the same direction, that changes do need to be made. It's the same thing with business. And I've been there before with restaurants and a hospice company is you have to make decisions that are best for the company to move forward. And if you're not all pulling in the same direction, it's going to make it that much more difficult. And I think that's where Jimmy Haslam and John Dorsey were at. I mean, and, and by the looks of it, you know, Dorsey, um, I don't want to say is a puppet, you know, but he's respecting his bosses right beside him. Uh, but some of these moves do come in in a change that, you know, they don't want any power struggles over there right now. I mean, you, you name Greg Williams interim head coach. He's been around the block a time or two. Of course, you know, some articles out now are saying the Browns would do that, you know, with, with the bounty uh, the bounty going, the bounty system going on years ago that uh, Greg Williams was a, a a part of, and you know, but at the same time, I think Greg Williams is a good defensive coordinator, is a good coach, uh, without possibly incentivizing his players to to hurt a quarterback. You know, I'm not about that, not about that life being played played the position, but. You know, but I do have some questions, though, too, because you got Freddie Kitchens, and we're all sitting here like, who is Freddie Kitchens? Uh, what, I don't know. Has Freddie ever called plays at any level? Who is that, Freddie? You know, um, no, but he's been a quarterback coach. He's been a tight end coach. Um, I believe he called a, uh, a game this year uh, and did a really nice job of that. What? He called a game this year? I know he's he's talking about the preseason, but Freddie Kitchens has no experience. I don't know. I don't Browns fans. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, look, who is Freddie Kitchens? He he played quarterback at Alabama a little bit, bounced around the league. Yes, he was under a Bruce Arians, Bill Parcells a little bit. He was a tight ends coach, running backs coach, quarterbacks coach, back to running backs coach. So that helps, but. I just don't know, man. With the young quarterback in Baker Mayfield, you need someone to help him develop. You need to help him grow. And I'm not sure Freddie Kitchens is the guy to do that. And that's why you hear all the rumblings about hiring uh, Baker's former coach and Riley. Bring him from Oklahoma to Cleveland. Or my man, Matt Campbell from Iowa State. But Browns fans, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry for all these changes and everything going on. And I'm not sure if Freddie Kitchens is the guy. Shoot, hire Bruce Gradkowski. I'll call the plays for you. And I'll make Baker Mayfield a Pro Bowl player. Not sure I want to do, do that, the coaching aspect of it. But I would be able to. But anyways, all the drama, man. All the drama. But I just think, you know, Baker Mayfield has what it takes. You have to continue to build around him, develop him. And get an offensive mind in there that can do that. And, you know, the Browns are going to go through the next half of the season just trying to hopefully hurry up and get to the, to the end of the year so they can make the official hire for a head coach. But right now they just don't have experience so a, for a coordinator. And you have a young rookie quarterback that needs that. He needs the coaching and learning 
And this is where, where Kenny Zampezi, quarterback's coach, has to really step up his game, continue to coach Baker Mayfield. Look, I said it a while back that I did not see this coming together well for Cleveland when they hired Todd Haley just because, um, you know, I've been with them both. I've been with Haley. I've been with Hugh. And I just did not see their personalities coming together. And it's it's hard as a head coach. You know, Hugh Jackson um, giving up the reins to his offense and trusting, you know, a system that maybe he's not familiar with or doesn't believe in the same things. And if you're not winning, no matter how you're not winning, it's always hard on everyone. And, um, you know, so it's tough. And the, the Browns, the Browns have to make a decision. Actually, they did make a decision, but this next decision is going to be the most important when they hire the the head coach. And shoot, maybe Greg Williams can motivate these players. Maybe he's the guy to to lead them. But I don't think the Browns are far off. I mean, we watch them. They continue to get turnovers. They're just not finishing, and that's what they need. I mean, whether it's missed field goals, whether it's missed – opportunities in the red zone whatever it is it's fumbling a punt against Tampa Bay in overtime you know there's a lot of pieces that need to come together but also not far off and sometimes with this you could say did they just take a step back or is this a step forward and I think what Jimmy Haslam said is you know we're better off today than we were yesterday so I think they all agree that um this is the best move for the organization going forward. It's just tough. You know, it's tough because, like I said, you need someone in there that's going to help Baker Mayfield grow and develop. And, you know, it didn't help, you know, whatever was going inside those walls of the clashing with Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. um, You know, that never helps. But we're going to move on. We don't need to stick to the drama. Even though we all love drama, we're going to move on. There were some great games this past weekend. I think Carson Wentz pulling it out in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles actually played all right. He uh, was making some plays, you know, even on the ground, 43 yards rushing, 286 passing and a touchdown. And, you know, the the defense for Jacksonville, they start out, out getting after Carson Wentz early on. And the Eagles, though, were able to finish. There's a, ho- a huge fourth down and two that uh, the Eagles held Jacksonville on, on, and then Jacksonville never had to, a chance to get the ball back. And uh, Bortles, a series before that, on a fourth and one, got it. And um, with his legs, he scrambled out, made a play. Then they go forward on fourth and two again, and he tries to hit Dante Moncrief on a shallow cross and just a, you know, a missed throw, but not not quite all there. I don't think he was that wide open anyways. But Bortles needs to use his athleticism again. But I think Wentz comes through, 286 yards, three touchdowns, interception. I think the Eagles now are going to start rolling just because, you know, Wentz is that much healthier. Even though he says he, he feels great, I think the more he plays and gets into it, he's um, just going to continue to get better as the season goes on and the Eagles are a tough team. They've been there before and it's all about roll rolling at the right time. And that's what the Eagles are doing. 
And if, if they can do that, uh, that's when it matters. If you could start winning at the right time, rolling into the playoffs, that's when it matters the most. I think, um, you know, the, the Chiefs-Broncos game, I think that was the first time I saw Patrick Mahomes uh, even sputter a little bit the first time they played the Broncos. They brought some pressure after him. He looked a little uncomfortable, but but by the end of the game, and I'm talking about their first matchup early in the season, he brought them back to win with his left-handed pass, another scramble for a huge uh, second and 30 to get him down to a short third down. You know, he made plays, and then this game, he was just, you know, too much for the Broncos, and I think the Broncos um, in general – well, the Chiefs in general, Andy Reid does a great job game planning. And you could tell his game plan in this game was use Sammy Watkins in the red zone. And Sammy Watkins, eight catches, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. And this guy was just key inside the red zone. So Andy Reid knew how to exploit the Broncos' defense. Now we're going to be seeing, you know, what's Vance Joseph? What's his deal over there in Denver? Uh, you know, is there going to be a made a, a move made there soon? You know, there's been a few coaching changes already with Mike McCoy out in Arizona and Byron Leftwich taking over play calling. So these guys aren't messing around. They want to win. They want to win now. And it's just a matter of getting the right pieces to the puzzle around. Brown Steelers, you know, we talked about the Browns drama. I think the Browns started off and or I, the Steelers started off giving the Browns a little too much respect early on, their defense a little too much respect. And then they finally started getting in a rhythm. The one thing you just can't account for is when Ben and A.B. do what they do. And that's a play Ben pushing up in the pocket and just finding Antonio Brown down the left sideline. You know, and those things you, you just can't, you can't coach against. It's just hard and you also can't coach. Ben with over 250 yards passing, two touchdowns. But I'll tell you what, James Conner, man, he's just been bruising people. 24 carries, 146 yards, two touchdowns. Now, he did fumble at one point, but he also brought five catches for 66 yards. And, you know, it's just great to see because I know that offense line over there, they love pounding the football. They do an absolutely awesome job at it. And I like where the Steelers' mindset is right now. I mean, look, yes, you have a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, but the more you can have a balanced attack, it's just going to help everyone. And it's going to help Ben be that much better as well, especially when you need him to be at end, end of football games when you need big drives to win. You know, Mayfield, 180 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Um, Nick Chubb, 18 carries, 65 yards. You know, it's funny, this Browns football team just nine weeks ago, you got um, Josh Gordon as their star receiver, Carlos Hyde as their running back, Todd Haley, the offense coordinator, Hugh Jackson, the head coach. Bam, none of them. Boom, bang, all gone. See you later. Hit the streets. Trade you, whatever, have it. You're out. And that's where they're at. I mean, the Browns the Browns aren't messing around. And um, But, hey, what are you going to do? NFL, not for long. Staying in the division, the Ravens. The Ravens with a big loss against Carolina. I'll tell you what, the Carolina defense was sick of hearing how good the Ravens defense was, and they were the better defense in this game. 
you know, Flacco, 192 yards of TD and two interceptions. And the Carolina defense, though, was all over the place. And I'll tell you what, Cam Newton, though, he was impressive. 21-29, 219 yards, two touchdowns, and also 52 yards rushing and a touchdown. And coming into this football game, I knew Cam Newton had to make key passes with his arm in his football game and also make some plays with his legs. I honestly didn't see it coming. I didn't think Newton could be this consistent against a good football team, and he was. This Carolina Panthers team is a good football team, and you know, especially the way the defense is playing, but more importantly, the way Cam Newton's playing. I mean, this team could go as far as he takes them. He's done it years before when he was the MVP of the league, so he can't get it done. Also in the division, the Bengals with a big comeback win uh, against the Bucks. The Bucks first came back because they put Fitz Magic in the game, and he's going to start again this week. But the Bengals, um, the Bucks tied it up 34-34, and then Dalton with a key, a few key passes down the field to AJ Green. Next thing you know, boom, they're kicking the field goal, game winner. Bengals now five and three. Uh, Fitz, Fitz Magic will start again this week. He was eleven to fifteen. 194 yards, two touchdowns. Winston, four interceptions. You just can't do that. Some of them were ugly. Some of them I could see what happened. But you just got to protect the football. I mean, point blank. And I think Jameis Winston, that's been one of his faults as he's come out since college. You know, now people are saying, is he a bust or not? Look, I wouldn't have drafted him. I wasn't a fan of his coming out of Florida State. And, yes, he has the talent, but not. Um, I just don't think he has it. So we'll see what Fitz Magic does, if he could bring some more magic. Because last week, Deshaun Jackson was asking for a trade. But now, since he's got the gunslinger back in, who knows what he's going to be asking for. He might be happy because he knows Fitz Magic throws the ball downfield. Now, for all you Lions fans, you know, you make the big trade for big snacks early in in the week. And now I'm excited to see what Lions team we're going to face. Because even your man, Snacks, Damon Harrison, had a sack and two tackles for losses already. But you just couldn't pull it out. Stafford, 310 yards, two touchdowns, an interception and a fumble. And this was what I was, you know, most impressed with with Stafford so far up till this game. He only had four interce- he had four interceptions in the first game of the season. Then only had it one interception since. But then, you know, the other day he has an interception and a fumble. It's those turnovers. Carryon Johnson just couldn't get out of the blocks like he did a week prior. He only had 22 yards. Russell Wilson, though, smooth operator, 14 to 17, 248 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, Carson, 25 carries, 105 yards. So they did it through the air and on the ground. And we see it around the league just like Andrew Luck had this week against the Raiders. And I'll preview the Raiders game um, more on Thursday on NFL Series XM. But, you know, Andrew Luck, when you have that running game behind you, you know, it just it just helps a quarterback play that much better. But one of the games that I was very interested to key on was the Rams and Green Bay. You never want to bet against Aaron Rodgers, but you also knew 
He was up for a huge, huge task going out to L.A., trying to face it, the 7-0 and Rams at the time, now 8-0, and they pull out 29-27. Rodgers, 286 yards and a touchdown. Goff, 295 yards and three touchdowns. I'll tell you what, Gurley, that dude is a beast. 25 carries, 114 yards, and 81 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, Aaron Donald, three sack, or two sacks. The team in general had three. Aaron Donald had two. But I was interested to see how this game would play out. And Green Bay's defense really stepped up early on in the football game. And realistically, we could be sitting here talking about a different outcome if Green Bay doesn't fumble the kickoff to give Aaron Rodgers the ball back with around two minutes remaining. That is an eternity for a guy like Rodgers to get the ball back and try to go down and score. So that was just very unfortunate what happened there because I was looking forward to seeing what kind of magic Aaron Rodgers could work together because we've seen him do it time and time again. But that drops Green Bay to 3-3-1. and uh, Devontae Adams, five catches, 133 yards. That dude is a beast. And that he's a perfect type of receiver for Rodgers because with his uh, skill set, how quick and, and explosive he is, and his yak, those yards after catch, that's what those Green Bay Packer receivers do. The Vikings Saints... <clears throat> Saints pulled it out 30-20. to 20. The 6-1 and one Saints, man, they're impressive. Vikings now 4-3-1. and one. Breeze, who would have thought Breeze only throws for 120 yards and they win? And Cousins throws for 359 yards, two touchdowns and interception. But the key to this game, it was, it was at the end of the first half, the Vikings offense looked good. They were moving the ball up and down the field. But Adam Thielen, very uncharacteristic of him, he fumbles right before half. Well, that leads to a score for the Saints. That was a big turning point in the game. Also, when uh, Zimmer went for it on fourth down on his side of the field, I mean, if you give Drew Brees and Sean Payton a short field like that, of course they're going to take advantage of it. And that's what they did. And there was a few instances in that, like that in this football game that they uh, – I, I feel like the Vikings just kind of handed over the game. I don't know if Zimmer felt bad for what happened in the playoff game the year before, but, man – Gave him the ball. But uh, I played a lot against Zimmer. You know, I remember when I was with the Bengals, we'd talk crap every day because I was running the scout team quarterback. I'd always try to get his defense to drop, jump off sides, and he'd get so pissed. Uh, but we had some great battles. He would always tell me. I played him when I was with the Raiders. I was starting. He was with the Bengals. It was a fourth and 12. He acted like he was going to all-out blitz me. He didn't. They dropped in coverage. I completed it first down. He always says, man, I should have zeroed you. I should have just sent the house. That's the kind of guy Zimmer is. He's aggressive. I love it. He does a great job. He's a great head coach. But they couldn't outlast Drew Brees and the Saints and Sean Payton. That offense is just too explosive. And the way they look, use Taysom Hill, that guy is on every special team's comes in in the Wildcat. They're faking punts. He's throwing footballs. I mean, he's just doing it all. And it's pretty impressive. And uh, this week's schedule is going to be fun. I mean, there's some key matchups. I'm looking forward to seeing the Steelers and Ravens. The Steelers really have to come with it because uh, it's in Baltimore. The Steelers dropped the one um, earlier in week three when they played them. So this is a huge division game for the Steelers and Ravens. 
And uh, more importantly, the Ravens, because they have to get back on track in this Ravens defense. And we'll see if Pittsburgh can still come with that same mindset that they have been using the, the last few weeks in running the football. And I think the, the, the more they continue to be that balanced attack, the better they will be. Even with your future Hall of Fame quarterback and Ben Roethlisberger. Offense, it's on us. Let's go take care of this and go down as put points on the board. Um, we take pride in, in answering what other teams score. Like That's one of the things that we always say. If the other team scores, we need to answer. And we did that a couple of times today. And that was Ben. I mean, just talking about his offense rallying. And that's when they do step up. And they made some key plays, especially on that punt. You know, after the safety, they have some momentum. And after safeties, you could choose to either punt the football or kick it. And the Browns punted it. It looked like Rosie Nick called for a fair catch. Then he moved up. Well, Ryan Switzer then let the ball hit the ground, almost like it was a punt, like he didn't have to cover it. But when it comes after safety, that's a live football. And, you know, shoot, he just probably had a brain fart, but he wanted that one back bad. But that just gave the Browns some life. And I think that's why you see what's happening over in Cleveland is throughout this season, they've had multiple opportunities like that to take advantage of situations that have happened, whether it's turnovers, whether it's other teams giving them um, good field position on, you know, special teams plays. And if you can't capitalize, you're not going to win a lot of football games. And that's what's happening over there in Cleveland right now. But, you know, another thing that was um, interesting this week was when the Patriots went for two and it was intercepted by the Bills. They try to run it out. He fumbles in the end zone. Now the Bills get back on it. But everyone was wondering, too, if he fumbles in the end zone, if the Patriots got on it, what would that be considered? That would have been considered a good two-point conversion. Now, if the Bills return it outside the end zone and then fumble and it fumbles back in the end zone, now that's considered a one-point safety for the Patriots. So just a little food for thought. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Like always, so much fun. And tune in this week, NFL Radio. Um, thank you to Social Gastropub and Pilgrimage Hospice for all the love and support. 93.7 The Fan on Wednesdays, 3 to 4. Love you guys. Have a good one.